Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And six great flavors of slushies, pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Stock up at Brewers Outlet right now. Get the car, put on a 1070, and listen as you drive over because you want to stock up for a big weekend. Seven Nittany Lions in the semifinals tonight, the NCAA Wrestling Championships tomorrow, the NCAA Wrestling Finals in Tulsa, and Penn State, Texas the second round of the NCAA tournament with the winner going to Kansas City and the Sweet 16. Nate Bauer in a moment, but first, our play-by-play call of the day. Of this first half, they state the 10 seed, AM, the 7 seed, and there's Fife once again. The lead is 6. Then they finish the season on this 8-2 run, including playing four games in four days as the sharpshooter. You know, to win a lot of a lot of games based upon that collective effort. Here's Pickett. He draws a double team, and the sharpshooter on its way. He's got another one uh, to back him down. They're uh, close family friends. Their sons are very close. As Fox, man, he is ready to man. This guy is playing with a lot of confidence. He's got 12 points in this first half, and stayed out to an 11-point lead as we come to the end of this first half. State, the 10 seed, AM, the 7 seed, and there's Fife once again. The lead is 16. Pickett's got all kind of room to work. Funk, sidestep, three pointer. Is Tread finds Funk, quick release, three pointers. Good. Oh! is feeling it. When they did, when they had the film session, it has not gone their way. Five years between NCAA tournament appearances. Here's Falcon to keep it going. Man, why not? This guy's stroke is as pure as it gets. For the first time in 22 years, the Nittany Lion basketball team advances in the NCAA tournament. Emphatically. They beat, they beat Texas A&M 76 to 59. Brian Anderson and Jim Jackson with the calls last night on TBS. They'll transition to CBS tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, great as always. And, of course, you know, I did a couple of games on BTN with Jim Jackson in my career. So, uh, you know, so much respect. And I like Brian a lot, too. So they do a great job. All right. It'll be 7.45 tomorrow, depending on the finish of the Kansas-Arkansas game. 7.15 will be the airtime, and we are now joined by the outstanding 
Uh, Nate Bauer on 3.com, Blue White Illustrated. Spectacular work as always, and uh, even though he doesn't want to admit with him. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Stop. <laughs> Sir, uh, your thoughts on that performance last night? Yeah, I thought it was the actualization of an unconventional belief that was kind of born the last year, right? Like, like it was, it was the apex. It was uh, not that Penn State hasn't gotten hot this season, not that it hasn't executed the idea previously, but it just did so on the biggest stage in the biggest moment of the season, right? And so you had. Jalen Pickett being Jalen Pickett and just dictating the game, surrounded by shooters. And Andrew Funk is right the the sexy, easy guy to to say like, oh, well, he just got really, really hot, and that's true. No, like absolutely nothing taken away from him, but it was everyone, right? Seth made a shot, Miles made a shot, every like everybody on that team uh, that surrounded Pickett, executed and chipped in. Kevin Josh, eight points. You name it. It was just it was just this this like in the big thirty thousand feet look at what this program is and what Michael Shrewsbury wanted it to be. It was the, the perfect encapsulation of what that is. Jalen Pickett was brilliant last night. I know Andrew hit the 8-3, so he's, he's the player of the game. But the best player on the floor was Jalen Pickett because he, and it just goes right back to the opening set of the game. The opening set of the game was designed to do something to get Seth Lundy a shot. And instead, Jalen looked at it and said, no, Keva. And Keva got the slam dunk. And it got Keva Jai involved in the game right away. And that's your point guard. Having the ability, I think the way I phrased it last night to uh, Mike in the post game was the, the ability to get the temperature in the room in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and and you know let's let's be honest about what those guys said in the post game that is easy to overlook, but I think demands a ton of attention, which is they were prepared, right? Oh, they they, they uh, were prepared. I mean, they, it was an Dick Girardi and I were, were able to watch all of it, and I'm talking every day, every film session, they incrementally put something else in, review what they had just done, and they put something else in, then they review what they did. It was really brilliant watching the whole thing play out. Yeah, yeah, and so, and so when, when Jalen Pickett talked about what he, what he saw and how, able, how he was able to diagnose it so quickly in the game, and then they just that off of each other. It was all based on the fact that they, they knew what was coming. They, they knew what they were going to face defensively. He knew how to attack it. They knew what they were facing defensively. You saw those early buckets. Uh, you know, Kevin had a couple of hook shots, kind of, that were that he got scored on him, but they adjusted. They were able to, to force uh, Taylor into a two of 15 shooting night. Right? Like they, just, they, they were able to execute on both ends of the floor all of the things that 
from the outside we're all looking at and saying, hey, this is a danger zone, right? Uh, Texas A&M gets the free throw line, Penn State doesn't. They ended up basically even. Uh, Texas A&M just kills you on the board. And they had a bunch of offensive rebounds. But Texas A&M really never made them pay for those offensive rebounds. Um, it was just, it was just they, they knew what areas they had to be good at, and they were good at all. Yeah, the other part, too, is that the two guards, Radford and Taylor, Taylor is really talented. Radford, I've seen before, he's a good player. Yeah, a great player, he's a good player. Taylor, you know, you watch the tapes. Yeah, he looks like he's the best guard in the SEC. And last night, they completely had to clamp down. What you want to do in that situation is it's Audesian Bowie. And can you keep them to fewer points than shots taken? And last night, like they did with Audesian Bowie both times, 30 shots taken, 24 points last night. I mean, that's just really good defense. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's an area that I think it is a, a little bit of a misconception about what the Penn State team is. And, and certainly they had stretches where defensively this was this wasn't a good team and they didn't have everybody on the same page all the time and, and kind of buying into the system but that has absolutely been the case over the last month where where they have been able to um you know like i said execute what shrewsbury's vision is for that game and that specific opponent and they've done a particularly good job of taking away the first Right? It's not just not just this game. This dates back where you look at a lot of the, the first options, especially from the guard position, they've been really able to, to clamp down on those guys uh, and, and force other people to beat them. And Texas A&M didn't have other guys that could beat them. And that's, that's the whole key. Penn State's style of play, and you alluded to this in your initial answer, it's different than everybody else. And it's really, I think, tough when you I went through all the first times that Penn State played teams this year, where especially the one place, and they never got a hand on it. Uh, Texas A&M being the latest. What is it about it that you know that impresses you in terms of how different it is and how difficult it is to get ready for? Yeah, I, I thought that Buzz Williams. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to him after the game last night, but he explained it pretty well. Which <laughs> is, you have a completely unconventional point guard who plays in the paint, and is in the center of the floor all the time, right? He, he gets to that spot, and then he just goes to work. And so you have two options. One is you can guard him one-on-one, -on -one and he's going to win. He, he will beat you in one-on-one, -on -one, right? He'll get to the bucket, and he will score those easy points. Or you can bring help, and he's going to make the right read. And not only is he going to make the right read, but I, I thought Williams made an excellent point on this. He's going to make a great pass, right? The pass is, 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 is going to be to the guy who's open, but also it's going to be in a shooting position. So that execution from Pickett, just, it's just this self-perpetuating playing off of each other, right? You've got Pickett, he's doing what he does, and it makes the other shooters around him better because they're getting their looks, they're getting to the spots, but also, by them knocking down shots, it makes Pickett's life easier. Because Pickett is going to be uh, facing situations that aren't necessarily as cut and dry uh, as, as they would be otherwise. So, I, I just, 
you know, it, it, it's so interesting looking back on last season and who this team was. And Mike just said it after the game yesterday that he didn't, they didn't really, as a coaching staff, grasp just what Pickett was. Like, in, in totality, exactly the type of player that he was and what he do in the post, particularly, that, uh, okay, hey, here's this seed of an idea of, okay, not only do you have Pickett who can, can do things for you, but now there's this transformation, there was this evolution this offseason of changing Seth Lundy into becoming the player that he is today. He's not driving the ball. He's not turning. Like, he, has, he has half as few, half as many turnovers as he had last year. That's right. It's, it's critical. Uh, and and around, the, around the room, right? Miles Dredd has to come off the bench, playing fewer minutes, but has a specialized role that when he's hitting is critical to this team's success. Bringing in Cam Winner, bringing in Andrew Funk. Like, you look around the floor of the players that are impacting the game the most for Penn State. And it all demanded a, a universal buy-in and an acceptance of roles and what they needed to do to help this team succeed. And they're all there. They're all doing and executing what those roles are supposed to be right now. Yeah, they had a, they had more time because to vet transfers last year. Uh, so la a year ago, they had more time to vet transfers. As compared to the first season over there, it was like, hey, just do whatever you can to fill a roster the best you can. That betting has really paid off. Obviously, one of the big stories here uh, happened on Wednesday when Michael Shrewsbury was up there and he was asked about his future at, at Penn State, yep. uh, which, of course, you know, he, he, he said that's a great question. To me, but the key, but the key part is everybody keeps looking at the first that question. I have seen nobody look at the last question. And the last yep. question he was asked, well, he went into, and it says essentially what James Franklin said in 2016: getting everybody to pull the rope in the same direction. Yep. That's essentially what Micah said in the last answer. Right? And he talked like yep. a coach that's going to be here next year to be part of that. I mean, that's how he yep. talked. But nobody talked about the last answer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, look, this is, this is, and you're familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. I'm intimately familiar with it because I was paying attention closely to James Franklin in 2021. Right? October of 2021, yep. it was yep. the only thing I cared about was following how and why what was being said was was half right was happening because you had these two it's like this is boils down to the art of public negotiation right because you're going to get because you, you're, you're going to get asked about it correct correct and so what what are your answers going to be and i think that if you look at what Shrewsbury's answers have been throughout this process and particularly over the last week as this is uh, gotten a little bit more attention and there, there's more questions sure. being asked about his future. Uh, his answers have sounded identical to what James Franklin's answers were previously. <laughs> right? And so uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that this is done, that this is 100%. He's, he's coming back and great. Right? I think he has the luxury of being able to say right now, look, let, let's focus on basketball. Right? 
This is a once in a long time situation for Penn State basketball. It is his first opportunity as a head coach. Like it is, it is the only opportunity for seven seniors who are on this team. And so, to give that all of your attention right now, I think is the right road to take. But also, you're right. I mean, his, his behavior, his actions, the things that he's saying are very much in line with a guy who sees this as an opportunity to capitalize on this momentum for Penn State basketball and build yeah. on it. Yeah. And look, when he sits there and he says, I'm only locked in on this team and on Braden and State High. Yeah. He's not kidding. Right? Guess, no offense, guess what I want him locked in on? This team and Braden and State High. <laughs> he's, a, he's a father and a coach. Yes, that all the other stuff will take care of itself when it's done. I, mean, I know everybody wants everything to be done this second, but it will all take care of itself in due time. Last question. What do you Obviously, Texas is terrific. We know that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, great question. I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a great read. Like, I'm not going to – I haven't scouted Texas. I, I think it's just a question of can Penn State – do like the, their perimeter defense, I would imagine, or it, it, it has been said, is better than what Texas A&M presented. Are they going to, having just seen Penn State up close and, and right there, does Texas have a better idea of things that they learned from that game last night that they can apply, right, and that they can flummox Penn State a little bit? Because let's be real, Penn State's lead in the first half Dictated everything that Texas A&M did from there on out. That's right. Penn State That's right. forced Texas A&M to not be themselves. So, so you know, assuming that it is more of a competitive game, Penn State's going to have their hands full. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to be able to make Texas as uncomfortable and out of position no. and, and doing things that they don't do. No. The way that they did right. Texas A and M, so yeah, Kansas didn't. So, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, the Big Twelve Championship game, Kansas didn't. Oh, look, they're they're terrific. Okay, uh, and look, I, they're I'm, they're impressive. They're long, but again, you know, Penn they do a lot of things Penn State has seen this year from other teams. Penn State doesn't do things Texas has seen all year. So it's that to me is. It's, it's going to be interesting in terms of the contrast between the two tomorrow. I, I think that it's, it's, you know, I don't know how much you're talking about it, but the whistle was entirely different last night from anything that Penn State has seen this season. I, and, I only mentioned it, it once. I, I only mentioned it once today on the show, and I said, look, I'll be honest with you, the officiating was outstanding last night. Exactly, it really was. Exactly, because yeah. it has been – so frustratingly inconsistent for Penn State this season. Otherwise, like if we're going to talk about it the rest of the season, uh, it, it has to. It, it's not as an excuse. It's just it's just bringing to light the difference and what it means to be able to play basketball as opposed to basketball players being asked to play football in the Big Ten. Right. Right. So, no. It's, I mean, you can't. I mean. Look, football on wood is not entertaining. I mean, I just watched, I just watched St. Mary's, and it looked like they just woke up Randy Bennett. You're like, what do you want? Oh, okay, good. Uh, 
Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it is it is a, a striking dynamic. It was striking last night. It's going to be very interesting to see if, <laughs> excuse me, if Penn State is able to do what it wants to do, right, to, to run the actions that it wants yeah. to run, to, to play yeah. the style of basketball that it wants to play, that it's designed to play, because its opponents haven't seen it before and aren't familiar with it, and the officials ensure that it can't be mucked up, it's yeah. it's revolutionary to these guys. Like it's just, it's totally yeah. transforms what Penn State's yeah. able to do, uh, and, and it'll be interesting. It'll be super interesting yeah. to see how that applies on Saturday night. And I'll say it straight out. This is the best team Penn State's played all season. So I know they played Purdue, but this is the yep. best team they've played all season. Yep. So. No, and I think that I think that that was plain and and clear in that Big Ten championship game, right? I mean, yep. Purdue has flaws. Like these, this is a serious flaw sure. team uh, that has a lot of potential based on the big guy that they got in the, in the middle there. But yeah, yep. a more well-rounded dynamic team I think is is absolutely what Penn State is going to be facing tomorrow night but not unbeatable all right sir always a pleasure you are outstanding and uh, you know I've already told you that privately but publicly you are appreciate well, you. I appreciate that deeply take care and have fun out there uh, it's, uh, it's a very interesting and intriguing time to, to be watching Penn State basketball no question about it having a lot of fun with it thanks so much Nate all right thanks all right we will come back with more in a moment uh, John Canzano by the way um, from the coast uh, from 750 the game says, if you're a fan of a Pac-12 school, circle next Tuesday, March 21st on your calendar. That's when the Pac-12 CEO next meets. They do not meet again until April 10th. Media rights on the agenda. Uh, Canzano said on Wednesday on 750 the game, I think this meeting that's coming up next Tuesday is really important. I think there's some motivation from the presidents and chancellors to wrap this. Canzano says he expects new players like Amazon and Apple to be part of the media deal in addition to ESPN. He said, quote, I do think what's going to happen is that I think the Pac-12 is going to end up with ESPN for its Tier 1 rights, and I think you're going to see Apple and Amazon come in with a streaming service for Tier 2 rights and the Pac-12 network games, and it will be blended together. Uh, We also might get expansion news, Canzano said before we get the media news. He says, SMU San Diego State will probably be informed by the Pac-12, hey, we're extending an invitation, or we're not, prior to the announcement of the deal. So we'll see. So Tuesday's a big date, according to him, and John has followed it as closely as anyone along with John Wilner. Okay. So we'll throw that out there for you. The king in the next half hour, he and Matt can argue back and forth. I'll just kind of be on break listening. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. But go and get, get the car now. Head 70 at the radio line, listen to the show. Drive out the Brewers Outlet, stock up for the weekend. You got seven Nittany Lions in the NCAA Wrestling Semifinals tonight. Tomorrow is the NCAA Championships. Oh, and by the way, Penn State plays Texas for the right to go to the Sweet 16 in Kansas City tomorrow night at 745. So stock up now at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Time now to bring in the king. You're going to need oxygen if they go to the final four. <laughs> Man, they look good. Remember what I said a couple weeks ago? I think I, I texted them, maybe. Teams like Princeton... These teams that have four-year players do really well in the tournament because it's seniors against freshmen and sophomores. And Penn State is loaded. Penn State is really good. So, Well, they did a great job of vetting the transfers, plus, plus two critical players like Miles Dredd, Seth Wundy been here the entire time and now they're you know one's a fourth year player seth and one's a fifth year player miles and the freshmen kevin jai kanye clary evan mahaffey 
really have helped out. I mean, they've done a good job, as I've, as I've pointed out several times in the show. It is a very difficult style to prepare for, especially when it's the first yeah. time you've seen it, or it's a quick turnaround. And, and they can shoot yeah. that three. Jeez. Yeah, and that's that's the big part of it. Uh, the, the, yeah. the best team, the best team they will play so far is the team they'll play tomorrow night, Texas. They're really, really good. I, I got them winning. I got them going sweet 16. After that, it's a, I wish I took them further. I got them losing after that. But after last night, I don't know. So, hey, let's uh, go ahead. Go out Jay Wright said an interesting thing. Uh, who's the point guard? Your point guard? Jalen Pickett. No, the other one. The Jaylen shooting Pickett. guard. Oh, Andrew Funk, yeah. Yeah, he recruited him. Yeah, I know. He, uh, did you hear him say that, Matt? I, Steve wouldn't hear it. Yes, I, I did say I did hear that. It was not surprising at all, considering yeah. you have all the, the Bucknell connection there, too. So. Yeah, he loved him. He coached his brother. He said, this kid can flat-out play. And I loved what he said. If you catch the pass, it means you're open. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Very, very simple way to look at things. <laughs> Oh, but that's what. But okay. honestly, that's what always gets me about like we do these shows all the time. We uh, there's so many that come up with all this convoluted. Oh, I'm going to tell everybody how smart I am and how in depth I am. A lot of these things are simple. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. one of them. I'm open. Shoot. Guess what? If you're wide, wide open, that's because they want you to be wide open. You're open for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was pretty much his point. They're passing you the ball because you're open. Shoot. You know? yep. And he said that's what he does. And he loves the way he plays ball. I love Jay Wright. He's my favorite coaches. So I just driving in here. I'm sitting in a parking lot at a golf station. But um, Rick Patino was on. God. It's that jerk from Calipari, number one. Number two is Rick Patino. Get the on the deck, call the janitor. Uh, they're just very dishonest people. So I don't. Not, not my favorite people. I hope you come buries Iona today. So. Hey, get this. Did I tell you I'm the commissioner of the cornhole league where I live? No. Oh my almighty! <laughs> well, nobody volunteered for it at our banquet. I'm horrible with the game. So I, I volunteered, so I am the commissioner of the Cornhole, I live in a retirement village, and there's a good 20 guys who play in it. I can't get the editor to put a thing in the paper, in our flyers to advertise it, because of the word Cornhole. I said, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Why did I raise my hand? So I had to change the name of the league to Corn Toss, or she wouldn't put anything in the... And out in the Midwest and everything, I'm not going to, I think a lot of people out there know what the other definition of cornhole is, and we don't need to go there. Yeah. But she finds it incredibly offensive. It wouldn't print my flyer. I told my wife, why did I raise my hand? I, this is crazy. I can't even get these people, they, when they want something, and I'm like a newbie, even though we lived there for four years, that everyone else lived there for 30. So, so I got to, I 
guys that work for me, they said, you, you friggin' gave in to it. You're afraid of an 80-year-old woman. I said, yeah, I am. Well, anyway, that's a short story. So. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, 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 actually I, I just can't. I, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to do. deal with the guys who hate change. Don't change a thing. I'm, I'm not changing nothing. I haven't even... We haven't even played a game yet under my commissionership, and I've changed the name. So that's not going to go over with some of the guys because apparently they she's been trying to get them to change it for years, and they wouldn't do it, and then I did it. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? Yeah. Well, hey, it's all right. I, mean, I actually do have a cornhole set. It's it's actually a Penn State football field. Uh, oh really? That's cool. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful yeah. game. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just always suck at it. So. I, you know, whether it's, if it's a picnic or especially, I always take it with us on vacation. You know, we always have cottages, so we play in the back. Uh, and the, you know, the kids, the little kids, love it. Uh, so. Well, everybody can play. You know, there's the, yes, there's a huge skill level. I mean, you can see the ones who are really good at it, but. There's also a low skill level that anybody can throw the bag, you know, and get it in the hole. So it's a, a wonderful game. That's uh, always my theory. <laughs> sure, I'd give it a shot. <laughs> oh, I thought I went to this, and I, my first night, I'm looking around, and everybody's like, some guys are like, with their canes, and I said, man, this is going to be a bloodbath. I'm, I'm going to win this. They kicked the living tar out of me. I'm the worst one there. <laughs> My best bet was running it. <laughs> Just stay away from the bag. These guys are they're sharks. But it used to be a horseshoe leak. And the horseshoes got too heavy for the guys, so they changed it to cordial. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, All right. to stop now when they find out I changed the name. But all I'm going to say is, hey, you didn't raise your hand. They needed somebody to run the thing, and everybody sat there. So I raised my hand like a fool. Mm. Well, anyway. I'm going to raise my hand here and say that we need a break. We'll come back, wrap up in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. So not only is it March Madness, but this is a big week for us in our picks because we are all tied at 20 and 18. King went four and two last week. I went three and three. Steve went two and four. So here we go. And we're going to start with the rest of the first round games for today. We're going to do PSU and Texas, and then we'll do our final four and champ. So we got a lot to get to in a couple minutes here. So let's start it off with. One of the favorite people of the King, Rick Pitino and Iona against UConn. King, I think I know who you're going with. UConn will win by three touchdowns. <laughs> I also have UConn on my bracket. Steve. Uh, UConn. All right. Later on tonight, FDU and Purdue. Steve. FDU, gone. Purdue. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Boilermakers here. King. Purdue. And now I know what the King's going to pick next, but we'll say it anyway. Providence and John Calipari and the University of Kentucky Wildcats. King. 
Um, I don't even care who they're playing. I want the other team. There you go. He got Providence. Um, you got it. I was tempted for this, but I think UK is a little more talented. Uh, so I'm going to go with UK in this one, but I don't have them going very far. Steve. Yeah, I've been around both coaches in my career, too, John and, uh, and Ed Cooley. Uh, Ed Cooley's a really nice guy, by the way. Uh, but I'm going to pick Kentucky. I felt like Providence stumbled a bit down the stretch. Yes, I absolutely agree there. Next is Drake and Miami. Steve? Well, I was just in Drake's gym, uh, as a matter of fact. Boy, are they excited. They have both their men's and women's teams in the tournament. Beautiful gym, by the way. Uh, this is going to be a really good game. Drake won the Valley, but I think Miami's going to win the game in the end. Yeah, another tempting upset, but I, I went with Miami in the end. King? I took Miami. Now we got Grand Canyon and Gonzaga. Popular pick for people to go deep into the tourney. Steve, what do you got here? Zags. I am rolling with the Zags as well. King? Yeah, I got Gonzaga. Next, we have FDU and Memphis. A lot of people loving on Memphis. Steve, what do you think? Well, they should be. They've got, and this is the team. If I'm if I'm Purdue, this is the team I worry about. Big physical guards, and those two freshman guards for Purdue. If that ends up being the matchup, that's one that I I think Memphis might win that game. I'm going to pick Memphis to win this, and I think Memphis is going to beat Purdue. I am rolling with the Memphis Tigers as well. I, I like what I see from this group. King. I got Memphis. All right, next we have Kansas State against Montana State. King. Um, what bracket are they in? I don't have the bracket in front of me. I want to say West. Go, come back to me. Go to Steve. I can't find that. I gotta... Steve, what you got? Kansas State. Second call for I got the King. Kansas State. Okay, there we go. Now we got Kent State and Iowa. Or, um, excuse me, and Indiana King. Yeah. Uh, I took Indiana. I have Indiana too. Steve. You know what? Kent State's way better than people realize. I think Kent State's going to win. All right. I like it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, you, should see what they, you should see what Kent State did in the non-conference. Look at their non-conference, how they played. They're actually really good. I love to see IU go down. I've got a big question here. How on earth is Indiana a four seed? I also had those same questions. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't. It's just fine. Once you get in the tournament, it doesn't really matter what seed you are. Once you win a few games, but uh, it's so political with the Jim Nance and all his tweets and crap and whatever. Oh, yeah, and I'm sorry, I did that. I I feel you there. Yeah, uh, Arizona no, State TCU it, it, King the brand. It, Arizona. I'm going to take Arizona State. Okay. I'm, ta in a row I'm taking there. Arizona State. All right, King. Uh, um, you go ahead, man. I haven't found them yet. 
<laughs> I'm going with TCU. Oh boy. Oh, I took TCU. Okay. All right. You got one with the Horn Frogs too. All right. So that wraps up the first round. Now tomorrow night, of course, approximately 7:45, back in Des Moines. It is Penn State and Texas, the 2-10 matchup. Steve, let's go to you for some final keys to the game, and then King and I will pick the game, but this won't count, of course. So final keys, well, again, Penn, And, of course, Penn State has to continue to hit the three. They will get three opportunities in this game. They're going to have to do a good job defensively on this team. They're going to have to build some walls because uh, Rice is really talented. Carr, I've, I mean, I've done so many Marcus Carr games in my life. Unreal. Um, it, they're the most talented team Penn State will face, but also a team that Penn State can beat. I agree. I like Penn State. I, I went back and forth a lot on this game because I'm just curious to see the the matchup between Texas has got the best defensive efficiency with, with adjustments. I'm curious to see that chess match between how they deal with Jalen Pickett but overall, I think if Penn State takes care of the basketball, which they've done very well, they knock down their shots, and I don't see Texas having the same type of three-point performance that they did last night. I think that was a fluke. This team normally can't hit three-pointers. So in the end, I'd still worry about the offensive rebound type of thing, second-chance opportunities, but I'm rolling with Penn State. Like I said, yeah, I think they're going they, to the lead they don't. They send two to the glass. They don't send three and four to the glass like Texas A&M does. Okay, well, that's good to know. But either way, I, I like Penn State. Like I said, I got them in the Elite Eight. King. I got Penn State, and I think they're a very awkward team for teams to play. They've really stepped it up defensively, and if they're knocking down the three, they are a very hard team to beat. That opens up Pickett to do whatever he wants to do. He can go to the basket or he shoot, drops it out for three-pointers. If Penn they State, hit the three, they're a hard team to beat. Penn State on February 14th, when they were 14 and 11, 5 and 9 in the Big Ten, was 131 in the country in defensive efficiency. Today, they're 95. There you go. That's the first thing I noticed when I watched them finally got to see them play. Is they're a good defensive team. Um, and yeah. you said they were getting better, but they're shutting teams down. They, good stuff. I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> I want to see you in a Final Four. That yeah, wouldn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I want to pick it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Final Four. I've got Houston, Alabama, Marquette, and uh, Kansas. And I have Houston. I have Alabama over Houston in the championship game. King. I got Alabama against Marquette and Houston against UCLA. I'm, and then I got Alabama winning that game and UCLA winning and UCLA beating Alabama in the final. Steve? Honestly, I didn't really have a I, – I don't know who I had in the final four, to be honest with you. I've been a little busy. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been a little busy. <laughs> so – well, give me a champ. Who do you think? Who do you think is going to win it all? I, I had Houston as the champ, but the oddity is they're in Penn State's bracket. Yeah. The earliest Penn State could play them is the Elite Eight. Right. Uh, so I did have Houston winning it. All right. We'll lock them in. 